0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Medicine Midwest podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Seth Myers, a sports chiropractor here in Salina, Kansas. And this is a special episode where I am bringing on a local guest. Um, So the guest that I have on today is Allison Hager. Allison, you can go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hi, guys. Um, my name is Allison Hager, and I am a personal trainer with Genesis Health Clubs. I, have, I also am an instructor for cycling, um, taught numerous other classes, but I mainly just teach the spin classes right now. I've done that, um, taught spin for 10 years, and been personal training for right around eight years as well. So I enjoy what I do and the people I get to work with.
0: Nice. Yeah. And so um, the main reason I wanted to have you on the show is because Uh, with sports medicine, with what I do. One thing that I think gets missed a lot is just generally like the health and wellness of people. Um, And I think you've had a really awesome story and journey. And that's kind of why I want to get started with is you kind of telling us your health wellness journey from many, many years ago. So whenever you're ready, go ahead and get kicked off.
1: All right, for sure. Yeah, I ended up like... I grew up, I was always overweight and it was never anything to me that was just a really big ordeal. But you know, when you get into junior high and high school and you don't look like everybody else, it's one of those things where you start kind of dabbling in like fad diets and that kind of thing. And I remember doing Atkins diet in high school for a little while and so forth. But um, I truly never knew what it meant to I guess, be healthy. It was just always kind of like a diet mindset of losing weight. And oh, when I get skinny, then I'll be happy type of thing. And truly, it wasn't until like I went to college, and I kind of experienced more so like, just a phase of depression and just like hate, truly like hating who I was. Like I never wanted to be in a picture. If people took pictures of me, like I'm like, burn that. Like I did not want that picture. And, um, I would always be like the friend that's like, Hey, let me take your picture. Like, I don't want to be in it. Let me take it. And, you know, never wanted to go shopping, that kind of thing. But it wasn't until like my senior year of college when I was like, okay, I, I got to do something, you know, I wanted to sleep all the time. I mainly had enough, um, I guess energy to go to class and do homework and go back to bed. And I was just like, I was fed up with it. And I was like, I knew something needed to change. So for me personally, like it, like I never thought I would read a book about like science on like how to lose weight in the healthy, healthy way of doing that. But I kind of just started researching it on my own and wanted to know more about like, what are healthy foods what what does that even mean versus like diet foods and just being low calorie all the time and so i just started reading and i found more and more like excitement with learning about just like how the body um utilizes the food that we eat and doing that kind of thing and just over time i didn't like make any ridiculous changes by any means it was more like I, you know, would go to the gym, and I would do a short workout. And I started logging what I ate and drank, drank my water, ate more vegetables and lean protein. It was nothing that was like extreme dieting by any means. I more so just made a promise to myself, stop stepping on the scale, the actions, if I took the actions I needed to, um, it would all come together. And, you know, after an entire year of doing that, and adding some running and just stuff i've never done before um i ended up losing 90 pounds
0: that's that's a lot (laughs) that's crazy yeah um (laughs) so can you remember maybe some of the people or uh, magazines because that was a while ago or blogs or whatever that you first started uh kind of following like when you started to make some of those changes
1: yeah. Um, there, there was a book that I had found um, in one of the old, I used to work in the athletic training office in, um, at school at Northwestern where I had gone. And um, one of the cheerleading coaches just said, hey, have you ever checked out Body for Life? And it was more of just like a weight training book that kind of taught you like how to eat better. And I remember checking that book out at the library and kind of just like making copies of some of the workouts in there. Nothing extreme by any means, just regular kind of redundant workouts. But it was working out, and then um, I also read a bunch of Oxygen magazines. And at the time, Oxygen magazine, like fifteen years ago, was like huge. And I would always like do the monthly workout and make the monthly shake and stuff like that. So those two things for me is kind of like what steered me into that in that um, direction, I guess you could say.
0: Gotcha. And so um I guess maybe just ten thousand foot view, like how long would you say you've been on this journey from uh, where you first started, like what you're talking about senior year of college to like now? Like how long has that been?
1: Um it's- Oh. Um I had spent 10 years um, on this the whole journey that I've been doing is, is I started that senior year and I just never stopped. I just kept going. So gotcha.
0: And the only reason why I ask that um, is really, I want to try and make sure folks understand that like living a healthy lifestyle um, typically doesn't start with, it might start with, but isn't going to be centered around like a fad diet. It's not going to be centered around like a fad exercise routine, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's more of a lifestyle thing. And so, uh, that's one of the biggest things that I think is really hard to, to really get people to accept is, um, you know, doing that 30 day challenge might not be a bad thing by any means. It can get people kickstarted and going, but when you do that, is that something that you can sustain? Because what we'd like to do is find something, whether it's exercise or nutrition or whatever, that people get some sort of enjoyment out of and are able to do for longer than 30 days. Uh, right. Is that something that you have seen or struggled with or seen clients?
1: Yeah, I honestly, like one of the first, like work, so-called workout things that I ever did is, I honestly, because in high school, like I was no sports star whatsoever. I really thought that like working out meant like you were like a college athlete or you went professional sports or, you know, something like that. And so like, I always thought like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't ever going to be anything like specific. But like, I remember being in college, and like, there was a Zumba class, like, I started going to a Zumba class, and it was fun, you know, it was movement. And that's what like, I try to instill in my clients is, you know, when I first started, I was like, Okay, we got to be by the book, you got to come in on Monday, and Tuesday, and you got to do this, this, this. But the more I, I did it, I had to take a step back and realize, like, how can I get my clients moving and even myself back then how can I do something every single day to just move my body and then like I always get the question people like do you work out every single day and in my mind it's like yes I do but it's not like I'm doing some intense workout every single day it's like okay I can go for a walk or I can go um to the park, or go jog, or you know, biking, or something. My goal is to move my body every single day. It doesn't mean like I'm doing something intense every single day.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that I uh, feel like is just generally as a society is is kind of this disconnect when we say the word exercise. I think a lot of people in their brains think of people in their 1980s, uh, what are those sweat sock things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> doing jazz, or something, but so they, they think when we say this word exercise, it means, uh, just being in the gym and crushing it in reality, mm-hmm. like th- that's kind of relative to the person. Right. And so someone walking around the block uh, a couple of times might be putting them, you know, metabolically in a position that me doing a marathon might, that's not a bad thing, but that's what we want them to do is start to do something. So exercise for that person might be just walking around a little bit might be going up a couple flights of stairs. Um, but the reality is like, that's a really, really big thing that I think, again, with talking about exercises, when we communicate that to somebody like exercise is generally good. Um, people can see what exercise does in terms of maybe weight loss or strength gain or uh, muscle gain, but the things outside of that are probably even more substantial and probably even more of the benefits that we want. Right. So, you know, fighting against some other comorbidities like hypertension, heart disease, diabetes, things of that nature. And those are the things that I think exercise should be uh, really, really uh, pushing for and what we should be telling the general public is like, this is why we should be exercising is these reasons here and you're gonna live longer and you're gonna have better quality of life, not necessarily uh, because you also as a byproduct get you know, uh, smaller pant size or things of that nature. Right. And I mean, do you have, like, do you shift it in in that direction with clients that you work with or do you have to kind of reframe it sometimes or.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge, like, even myself, uh, mindset wise is like I get for a little while, I really got into a lot of bodybuilding and I really, you know, I kind of viewed every client as a bodybuilder and, you know, for, for not, not everybody's going to be that idea. And I remember one of my clients saying, you know what, Alison, I don't, I don't care what I can bench press. I just want to be able to get down on the floor with my grandkids and be able to get back up, you know? And for me that, that really like hit home that like, for me, it's about people wanting to live longer, be able to enjoy life, be able to get down on the floor, be able to get out of bed, get out of the tub where you don't have to have somebody taking care of you at age 55 because yeah. you've taken care of
0: yourself, you and, know, and hopefully, you know, get off some medications, maybe, um, see numbers in labs go down. And that's one of the mm-hmm. things that I think is, is kind of tough. Um, is especially in America, but especially I think across the world where this giant instant gratification and I'm not trying to exclude myself because I do this too, but um, it's very easy to see maybe numbers go down on the scale very quickly. Clothing starts fitting different. It's not as easy to see your blood pressure has changed or certain Mm -hmm. like a lipid uh, panel might improve uh, because number one, we just don't test those all the time. But number two, those take a lot more time, you know, And, and so again, like um, I think, uh, understanding that exercise can mean lots of different things and, uh, and understanding that it has a lot of benefits outside of just generally like wanting to look good. Um, but you know, the tricky thing with that is there's a lot of like misconceptions in both like the diet and exercise world. And so I'm kind of curious what some of those different misconceptions that you've come across either personally, like going through your own journey, but also with like clients and stuff that either number one, like you've dealt with or number two, that you just hear over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. One thing that I even, I I know for a fact I fell victim to was, you know, the whole calorie in calorie out mindset of, you know, for a while I had a fitness tracker that I used and I got so like obsessed with the fitness tracker and logging my food to the extent of, you know, I was like, okay, whatever I ate, like if I ate 1500 calories, my goal for that day was to also burn 1500 calories. You know, I got into this warped mindset of, you know, I I forgot that, you know, my body actually just burns calories naturally throughout the day. So trying to go to that extreme of trying to, you know, burn a thousand calories in a day or only eat a thousand calories in a day. Um, that kind of like, it really messed my hormones up. You know, I'm on, I'm on thyroid medication. And for me, it was like, my thyroid just kept getting worse in me trying to dictate those numbers. Um, when it came to eating and, um, trying to burn the calories off and that kind of thing. So I always try to really cautious people on not trying to do so much when it comes to exercise. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, if you, you know, Thanksgiving was just last week. They're like, Oh, if you ate Thanksgiving and you ate the pie and your mashed potatoes and da da, da you need that equals like six hours of working out or something like that. Yeah. I
0: see those all the time where it's like, especially for like Halloween, when they've got the, this yeah. candy bar equals like so many burpees. And, yes. uh, and so like with what you're saying, um, I think the first thing I think of with that is um, if we could generally, again, try to educate folks that this is more of a long game, it's more of a marathon, then I think that can help maybe get some people out of this like daily mindset that, oh, I had a thousand calories to eat. I better burn 1500 so that I'm in this deficit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because what we want to see is a deficit maybe over the long, long term, I'm talking months and even potentially years, not necessarily, I need to dig myself a 2000 calorie deficit by the time, you know, three days is up. Um, Mm -hmm. and then the other thing too, is, is I think that people, when they get on a fitness slash health wellness journey is they get totally sucked in. And I think this is what leads to burnout and kind of like what you're talking about is, uh, it's okay to splurge every once in a while, right? Like I'm not saying you should be eating ice cream every night. I mean, maybe if it fits your macros, maybe, but, (laughs) uh, but it's okay to have a candy bar when Halloween rolls around, it's okay to have a nice big plate on Thanksgiving. Um, those things aren't, aren't inherently bad, especially if everything right. else in your life is generally lined up pretty good. Um, but anyway, so uh, calories in versus calories out was like something that you were like super stuck on. Um, is there any other things that you hear from clients or have to try and combat a bit when you're communicating with folks?
1: Yeah, I find a lot of, you know... <laughs> I guess I would call it the internet dieters when you, I, I mean like everybody, you know, I always, I always, I have one client that's like, well, my, well, the lady at the bank told me, you know, that you're not supposed to do this or bread is bad for you or, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then it's so funny to me when someone comes in with that thought or opinion and, uh, whoever told them initially somehow is more credible than you might be now so when you Absolutely. say yeah that might not be the case they're like are you sure because they said it and they said that they lost 30 pounds and and uh, but anyway yeah so uh again like i'm not trying to say that any one diet is necessarily better than another but uh, i think we also as a society need to realize like multiple different styles of diets could work and for multiple different types of reasons Um, Mm -hmm. it's just, are you doing the diet that you're doing for the right reasons? Right. So, right.
1: Right. And I think it, like, I always tell people to try, like, I mean, yeah, there's me, there's people like you who understand nutrition and that kind of thing, but reach out to somebody who really knows, because just because like this diet (laughs) isn't a certain magazine doesn't mean that it can't totally mess you up. And so I try to like encourage people, like talk to somebody who really knows what they're doing and and not just someone else like
0: that. Yeah. Well, and then especially when you talk about like magazines, I think magazines is kind of have they faded out? I mean, they're still in the checkout aisles, if I know, you, but like yeah, but, truly. <laughs> uh, my point is like um there's a reason why certain things have certain titles, you know. It's it's uh, clickbaity gets attention. Yeah. Um and, and so yeah, maybe we should consult someone else who's got a little bit more knowledge than just someone who's trying to get reads and click throughs.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, and so uh Is there any, because those are both kind of more on the diet side of things. How about like exercise? Do you see any misconceptions around that? Because I I feel like that maybe isn't quite as, so, and in my head, here's how I think of it. Pretty much everybody eats, right? So Mm -hmm. usually someone has heard something around like, you're not supposed to eat this or you shouldn't eat this. Or if you're dieting, you should do this. Not everyone actually exercises. So there tends to be a little bit more like misconception and like, uh, weird information around like dieting. Yeah. Cause again, everyone does it. Whereas exercise, there's some pretty egregious things out there, but it's you. And the other thing too, with my stance on exercise is lo- like kind of what you said, as long as people are general, like moving around, I don't get too hung up on like trying to overcomplicate or overcorrect certain things, especially if they're getting some enjoyment out of it. But is there anything that you've yeah. noticed like exercise wise that people tend to think like, uh, that isn't necessarily lined up with things they should be doing or
1: Um, I think, I think in general, like for a fact, like women, you know, they always tend to um, lean towards the cardio side. And I do work with a lot of general pop females. Granted, I do have a lot of male clients as well. But, you know, women like women are like, OK, I just got to do a lot of cardio because I don't, I don't want to lift a lot of weights. Like just just give me a little bit of weights because I don't want to look like a man or yeah. I, I don't want to do I don't I don't want to do squats like my legs are going to get too big or I don't want to do bench press. You know, everybody has this idea that there's a certain exercise that just makes them huge, you yeah. know, and I'm like, I really wish that was. Like, the key yeah, there. I wish
0: that worked. <laughs> um, Yeah, I I kind of forgot about that because, well, I'm not a woman, so those thoughts don't run across my brain all the time. But, like, I hear that probably from women more so than not is uh, I I don't want to get crazy bulky. I don't want to look like a man. Um, The reality is if, if you are able to get super jacked from, like, a couple of lifts here and there with a little bit of load and resistance training, like, first of all, you're really lucky. Second of (laughs) all, I think people need to realize, especially for females, they generally don't have as much of the different hormones that help with that. So not only um, is it in and of itself hard to do, it's hard to get a lot of muscle tacked on, but especially as a a female, it's usually even a little bit harder. Um, And so, yeah, that because I guess maybe I had kind of thought that that had faded out, but yeah, women trying to get bulky, like it takes a lot of effort very consistently over lots of periods of time for you to like build a decent amount of mass. And so if you think that you're going to go in there once, twice a week doing some moderate resistance training and just get jacked, like that's, that's kind of uh, not the case.
1: I wish I could do that. I
0: wish I could do that.
1: (laughs) That's true. And I think for a lot of people too, like they have this idea that like working out is like supposed to be the most intense, hardcore like thing known to mankind. Maybe due to people who power lift or do CrossFit or something like that. But
0: whoa, you know, whoa, whoa. I have a- hey.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on now. But
1: I think you know a lot. I have a lot of general pop people who you know doing some body weight exercises. Those are still exercises oh, yeah. or you know, um, you don't have to be crushing some leg press to be working out. Like there's a ton of banded work or stuff like that. Like never underestimate a band. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. Well, and then if you just generally look at what the guidelines recommend, it's usually anywhere from like 30 minutes of more intense stuff to like 60 minutes of like less intense stuff and, and including both resistance training and kind of some steady state or like hit cardio, Um, and that's not even like every day of the week, but, uh, again, the reality is if you're just going into, whether it's at your home or in the gym and you're just doing anything there pretty consistently, like that in and of itself is, is a good thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, just showing up is, is huge. Um, so, uh, for you as a trainer, uh, what are some of your, Uh, personal takes, training philosophy when you get clients in. So like when you get a new client, like what is your goal for trying to get them uh, started with their own health wellness journey?
1: My goal is finding what is realistic for the client because it's so easy for me to be like, oh, it's you got to do this, 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 this. But if that's not realistic for them, they're not going to follow through with it. So my goal is is always like, okay, you can only do three days a week or you only want to do three days a week. Okay, let's find something that's going to, that you can do three days a week or you only want to do 30 minutes. Okay, let's get you, you know, in for 30 minutes. I think the key is for the people that I have coming in is finding what is realistic for you and not what is, you know, so-and-so is doing this or my, you know, everybody else is doing something and I get that and you want to be a part of that but truly like my goal is to meet the need of that person and whatever is realistic. Like we game plan together. I don't want to be the person that's just going to boss that person around and tell them exactly what to do. I want to game plan because if somebody has a say in what they're doing that we're doing, they're more likely to follow through and, you know, feel like they have a say in what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Um, And that's a big thing that I've noticed is uh, for me, uh, in the past, like I, y- you read a bunch of research on like, what is really good, what's good programming, what's a good exercise regimen. And you would think that, okay, science tells us X. Therefore, if someone wants to know what a good workout program is, we just say, Hey, X is really good. Um, but the reality is people don't work that way. They want things that mm-hmm. are going to fit their schedule. And if X doesn't fit their schedule, then they're not going to listen. Um, if it's something contrary, like contradictory to what they normally want to do, they're not going to listen. So like if someone mm-hmm. likes to do more aerobic based stuff and they've never done any resistance training and you think that's good for them, you kind of have to chip away very slowly at getting them to sneak in some resistance training from time to time. And that's where stuff like bands can be good because you're not like right, grabbing yeah. a dumbbell, but they're getting some good resistance training in. Um, yeah. so anything else you've got for like training philosophy, or is that kind of sum it up? Um
1: got- I I like I, I try to tell people think about small changes adding up over time. You know, yeah. that's the whole you know, making it a journey is it's so easy to start something and just go all in all at once. And if that's the key, the burnout happens so fast. But if you can start with drinking more water, eating, you know, eating out less, maybe moving a little bit more, those small things really do add up over time.
0: Yeah. Um, How about you personally? So like not training clients, but like you, your workout philosophy or like what you generally try and shoot for things like that
1: um i have a couple like rules i guess you call them rules that i set for myself and that was like 10 years ago and um one of them was never miss a monday and the reason being is is i like i guess i could always make an excuse the old allison would always make an excuse of like oh i'll start tomorrow oh i'll start tomorrow you know and if i told myself you know never miss a monday like that tells me, you know, like it's go time. Like we are starting the week and you are starting the week strong. Um, I also made a rule for myself, never go more than two days without doing something. And that's kind of what we talked about a little bit earlier in the here is just, I, I have to do something. Like I cannot just sit on the couch and check out for the next, you know, four days, like to keep myself motivated and keep myself in check. Those are a couple of rules that like I have to tell myself, and it—I mean, it's obviously worked, but I still live by by those rules for myself.
0: Yeah, those, those are good because I mean, that's a big thing that, like you've already said, and and what I kind of believe in is is more of this long-term accumulation of volume of doing stuff. Whether that's mm-hmm. like you said, drinking a little bit more water every single day, so it adds up that you were a bit more hydrated. Um, just even if it's like for me, especially with COVID, um, I started running a bunch Like because I wasn't mm-hmm. able to lift as much as I'd like to. Um, so I started running. I, I am not a runner. I don't like <laughs> it. I started to hate it for a while, um, but I started running a bunch and it was good and it got me moving. And I felt you know, like I had done something after that. Um, yeah, so yeah, those, those are good. Um, so I've got a couple kind of off the wall, random questions I think would be fun to talk about. Um, so uh, with diet and nutrition. I think there tends to generally be kind of a misconception of like healthy foods just aren't as good or like healthy foods, um, Mm -hmm. maybe take more time to, to make things of that nature. Um, so I'm generally curious, like what are some of your more like favorite healthy foods that you eat uh, more consistently?
1: Um, I have like quote
0: unquote healthy, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I actually have fallen, like I was never one who loved like vegetables really. And, um, like, now that, like, cauliflower rice is, like, a thing, like, I really love cauliflower rice or even, like, mashed cauliflower. Um, I'll make that as a side because, like, I used to be, like, a potato, mashed potato lover, and not to say that those things are bad, but, like, I would eat way more than what I needed to. So, finding, like, an alternative to something like that, like, I, I can add cauliflower to anything. I love stir fries, like, adding steak Ooh, yeah. or chicken um all of that type of stuff like i am a, a stir fry anything you know so those are my go-tos i think
0: <laughs> yeah i've tried the cauliflower rice a few times i don't know if i've tried the mashed cauliflower but i <sighs> couldn't do it i couldn't do it well just, I just FYI, if, rice.
1: <laughs> if you make a ma- uh, mashed cauliflower just so you know it, it doesn't like preserve overnight so like you oh, can't eat left out Yeah. It like is watery and bad. I found out the hard way. You can't like mass make cauliflower, uh, mash cauliflower.
0: (laughs) Not on your, not on your food prep list, huh?
1: Absolutely not. (laughs)
0: Okay. Um, how about like snack foods, especially, uh, both like healthy and then, and these are in air quotes, like healthy and unhealthy, like snack foods that you like.
1: Um, for me, I like, I actually am a good meat eater. Um, i can do well with like jerky or like those tuna packets or something like that this is so um,
0: boring. i was hoping to get some some like good juicy like hey
1: i'm telling you healthy like <laughs> what i eat on the daily what i take to work there you go <laughs> um so you but practice what you that, preach
0: then that's what you're saying
1: yeah exactly but um like truly like my biggest my biggest flaw or downfall would be oreos or anything reese's like peanut butter like i mean i like just cut my hand off yeah it is it's my absolute yes
0: gotcha uh we just got i just got i was at the store the other day and so like for christmasy stuff there's like reese's out there oh yeah and i just got a bag of them to have at the house and our daughter will not stop bugging us about getting her (laughs) another one of those we have to lie and say yeah we don't have any more i don't know where they were (laughs) Uh, but she won't, won't give it up. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm So with how, her. <laughs> how about like types of exercise? So like favorite type of, of exercise that you like, like if you had to pick like, Oh, this is really, maybe sounds morbid, but like, if it was your last workout that you were going to do and you had to pick, like, this is the, like what I'm going to do today, what would that be? Uh,
1: it would probably be like a leg day, like just, a high volume leg day just like slaughter my legs type of deal but i love before this i used to love running i can't run anymore because my hip is all jacked up but i am i cannot run no more but that was my like my jam just being outside and just
0: getting after it yeah yeah how about like least favorite type of exercise you got anything uh
1: Oh, yeah. I hate biceps. Anything bicep curl, really? dump. Absolutely oh. hate biceps.
0: <laughs> wow. That's surprising. I figured you'd like to get, like, you know, get the pump going.
1: Oh, no. That and calf raises. Like, I think that it's the dumbest exercise. <laughs> really? Yes.
0: So calves are definitely hard to grow, um, but calf raises are probably pretty good for you. Like Achilles wise, at least my, my two cents are on that in there. Now I I don't do a ton of calf raises like full disclosure, but, um, if you're doing them, I wouldn't say stop doing them. Yeah. But but yeah, calf muscle group generally kind of hard to grow. So it seems like a waste of time, but, uh, but it's not, (laughs) but it's not and biceps never a bad idea, right? Never a bad idea to have <laughs> always more bicep, curl. bicep curls. Bicep curls then squats in your programming. <laughs> um, well, I, that's pretty much all the the questions and things that I had. Um, any closing thoughts or things you wanted to talk about before we wrap it up?
1: Um I th- I really think that just in general, I I want people to understand that like exercise is it doesn't have to be the most crazy thing known to mankind you know as what you do with your your patients that you work with i incorporate so many different types of physical therapy exercises into people's programs and that kind of thing and i think um i just hope people that understand that every exercise has a rhyme and a reason behind it and you know i i really think people um find joy through movement and that kind of thing. And I hope that everybody's able to find something that they enjoy doing, no matter what that is.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Totally. hundred percent. I would say, um, in terms of exercise, in terms of trying to get yourself on a path for just being healthy, taking care of yourself, Something that you enjoy doing, find some joy out of. Now, there's going to be days where it's not like super, super fun to like do the thing. Like you said, like never miss a Monday. There's probably Mondays like even while you're doing it, you're like, this is terrible. But (laughs) I can pretty much promise you by the time you finish it, you're glad that you did. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, going for more long-term victories, you know, maybe setting goals of like, hey, I'm going to show up to the gym four times out of the week or four times this week. And mm-hmm. as long as you just do that, if you can check the box on that and then you do that for a month and then you've done that for three months. Now you've done that for six months. I can guarantee like, even if your workouts were like garbage workouts, like if you looked at them on paper and said, mm-hmm. yeah, this is actually not a good workout, but if you did that, but you showed up, like people would be in a better place on lots of different uh, avenues six months from now. Now, obviously they can maybe get there faster with better programming, but um, exactly <laughs> like kind of those long-term. More consistent wins is, is kind of really what I uh, am hearing from you. And what I kind of preach is like, hey, this is more of a marathon, uh, especially when we're talking about like lifestyle. So, right, right. Awesome. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So, that was Allison Hager talking about um, her health wellness journey, um, some of her philosophy when it comes to training clients and herself. Uh, included. And so uh, if you've got any questions for Allison, you want to reach out to her, you can get at her at
1: fit, not skinny on Instagram, or you can hit me up on Facebook to Allison Hager.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Um, Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, I think that was a pretty good episode.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye.